Hello guys, welcome to a new Kicking Mustang podcast. It's been an age since I've done one of these. Last one was probably back in January time, I think. I think the last one I did, I did an interview with Nick Scam, who is a former Royal Marine and airsoft player. That was seems so long ago now, but I've had such a busy time the last six months. I've been going to um, places all over Europe. I've had skirmishes in Belgium. I have gone to Milsims in France, in Spain. I've travelled to Austria and hooked up with YouTubers like Cleanshot, Airsoft Cam Man and Names Nico. And it's been a crazy six months, which is why I haven't done a podcast. So if you are subscribed to the podcast channel, apologies. I am going to try and do them more regularly. Uh, today I have asked on Instagram for if anyone's got any questions and I will I've got a whole bunch of them here I've just put the, I'm just looking at the questions now I've put the request out about an hour and a half ago and there's been a whole bunch through so I'm going to go through these and answer these questions in podcast form uh, first question is from Tristan and he's asking what my favorite gun is that's a tricky one because that might have changed recently I love the G3 gas blowback rifle I've been using it's not the most effective gun I will be truthful about that but it is the most fun I have had with an airsoft gun in a long time I took it to Austria to play at the urban area which many of you will probably know as Novridge's local site um, and the G3 I used there because it was quite close range it was effective but I was using it outside of a sort of urban environment probably not so effective although a lot of fun my favorite gun to use if i was going to a serious milsim i would have to say my tanaka m40 and um, that is it doesn't have a huge ammo capacity only holds about 10 bbs per magazine but it is incredibly quiet and very very effective with big range so that would probably be my favorite gun um okay hawk airsoft is asking what is the most budget friendly sniper for a beginner the problem with budget friendly snipers are they tend to not be very effective and beginners can get very frustrated if you are just getting into airsoft sniping there's probably only one gun that's the solution well it has been for the past year or two and that's the novridge ssg which isn't cheap but it is effective at the box you've got the other option obviously is an srs which requires very little teching but it does require some teching but it's expensive now there is a gun that's been sent to me recently by a new company called sfc airsoft they've sent me a vsr which is i think it's 350 dollars um, i need to double check that price but that is performing really really well I'm very impressed with that so there are possibilities to go down that sort of route but you've, you're looking at spending at least 300 pounds or 350 dollars I'm afraid um, next question is from Moses who asks what is the basic sniper role well for me I think in airsoft the the basic sniper role well many people say in uh, collecting intelligence or information and passing it on to your teammates I don't think realistically that happens very much in airsoft. I think realistically the the the, the most effective snipers are going to be uh, a player who can disrupt the enemy forces, make them if they can hit them from places where they they can't see the sniper and you're taking out opponents. You may not be able to take many of them out because often obviously we're only using a single shot gun we've got limited ammo but if you can start hitting players and making them worried about moving or worried about moving through areas freely then you can disrupt their play and for me that if you're 
if you're an effective airsoft sniper, is to make the opponents worried about you when you're not even in the area. So um, it's not necessarily about killing lots of people. It's more about making the enemies worried about being taken out, which slows them down and affects the way they're play, playing. Um, ben, Smart, ben Sparks, he's asked a couple of questions. Um, do you prefer sniper teaming or sniping alone? A lot depends on who I'm playing with. If I am playing with good players, I, would, I do like to play with them. I've teamed up recently with Names Nico, who's a former British Army rifleman, and he is superb in CQB. He's not the sneakiest player in the world, um, I'm not going to lie there, but he is an incredibly effective CQB player. And when I when I go to places such as the Chambers in Belgium, when we team up, he is able to clear rooms and and do things I'm not excellent at. And that combination of play was really good. I love playing with Nico and other people who we're, who I'm on the same same wavelength as. Um, I think Airsoft Camman is. Um, another player I really like playing with because we, when we do play together we make good films and we cross over our footage so in terms of making YouTube videos I love playing with other YouTubers yeah for sure um, but Ben also asked would I ever start recruiting other snipers to come along with us to airsoft games I wouldn't use the word recruit mate but I would um, say get involved in the sniper ops group on Facebook facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash sniper operations um, get involved there we'll often say when we're going to go as a group to airsoft events and come, come along and join us um, the Unrivaled Angel asks, would I ever consider doing different kits for different periods like World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, etc.? Yes, I would. I started to put together a World War Two German sniper um, outfit, but I wasn't that happy with it. Um, one, because I was having trouble getting hold of the kit to do it, and it just wasn't, it just didn't feel right at the time. Um, I, w I will try it again. It's something I'm very interested in getting involved in, though, but I haven't done it yet. Shade Airsoft asks, have I ever used night vision goggles to play airsoft? He wants to see me in a night sniper vision. I haven't used them, no, but I am going to a Milsim in America later this year. I've got the flights booked, tickets are booked, and the players I'm going with, there has been a suggestion that they may have a spare set of night vision for me to use. Now, that's all well and good, but it's going to be very hard to record it. So before I go, I'm going to do some research about the possibility of getting a GoPro, a spare GoPro setup without an infrared filter and see whether I can get that working with, with uh, recording at night. So we'll see how we get on with that, but it's definitely something I'm interested in in the future. But it is, I'll tell you what, it's an expensive game, that one, because those night vision goggles cost thousands of pounds. So it's certainly not something I, I am doing at the moment, but I've got a lot of interest in it. Okay, Sneak Walker asks, how do you gather your knowledge about airsoft sniping except practicing? Mate, it's just, I really do just just practice. Um, I watch other people's videos, um, I, I, not just airsoft videos, I do watch uh, like military videos or um, like World War II history videos, Vietnam history videos, but in terms of sneaking and sniping and hide and seek, it's just, just practice and I can't really give any more tips other than to get involved and, and practice yourself. Someone called Vinicius is asking about my SRS and Mark 23 upgrades. Well, I've got two SRSs. My SRS in the UK does have some upgrades. I've got the, the Sniper Mechanic Wasp Piston, which is very good. And I've got Stalker Airsoft uh, R-Hot Patch. And I think it's a modified rubber and a PDI barrel in my UK SRS. But in Spain, 
the SRS I use at Milsims is 100% standard at the moment. I've got a Rapex spring in it, I think, um, but apart from that, it's 100% standard, including standard hop chamber. TiVo Jamama, I think I pronounced that correctly on Instagram, asked how long have I played Airsoft for? Nine years, and I think this Christmas it will be 10 years I, since I first played Airsoft. Marshan asked, what is the best green gas gas blowback pistol for a first pistol for under 150 pounds that's a really easy uh, a really easy question to answer for me it's always going to be a tokyo maruri now which one it is i would personally go for one of the newer models so i would go for either a an hk45 which is what i use uh, a one of the new i think it's a glock 19 which is the new model or um, a usp compact or an mmp9 they all have improved internals but to be honest any of the tokyo marie gas blowback pistols will um will be well worth going for rather than cheaper and often metal slides the tm slides just work brilliantly all year round matt douglas asked about green gas um, versus spring snipers and what are my conclusions through experience well as i said earlier my favorite gun is my tanaka m40 sniper rifle which is gas the problem with it is it only really works in the summer so although green gas guns can work brilliantly when the weather suits them they tend to be unreliable you can get leaks there is some inconsistency in the fps and spring you can just rely on it. You can pick it up, you can use it all year round, and it's it's a much more reliable and generally a more consistent platform. But cocking it is harder. With gas guns, it's, it's very easy to cock it and it takes less movement, which means it can be stealthier, and also gas guns are quieter. So which would I go for? It depends on the time of year and what kind of event. At a skirmish, I would be using springs normally because larger ammo capacity as well in the magazines, more reliable, and you don't have to be that quiet. If it's a more serious milsim or a sneaky sniper type event, I would go for gas. Um, Joyous asked about the KMCS ghillie suit and when is it back in stock? KMCS ghillie suit will be back in stock in September, hopefully, fingers crossed. And does do I have any tips for a beginner sniper um, buying a used gun? Um, it's, it's more difficult these days, isn't it, since Facebook stopped the selling of um, allowing you to sell your, your airsoft guns. So you've got to be really careful, I think. I haven't bought a secondhand gun in a couple of years. Uh, you've got to know the seller and you've got to be really, really careful. And it's a difficult one to suggest other than do your research, have a look into the person who is selling it and what kind of person they are. Perhaps look at the interactions they have on forums or groups and see what kind of person they are by their, what, what they, what they uh, post. Okay, let's move on to the next question. And Gorilla Gump asks, do you enjoy Airsoft more when playing along other, alongside other YouTubers like Nico? Well, I'll tell, tell you what, I certainly do enjoy traveling to events more when I've got other YouTubers with me. I enjoy spending the time with them, making content with them, and the experience of once we've been to the event and recorded it, and in the days following it, sharing the footage and helping each other put our, our, our films together definitely makes it a more enjoyable experience. But generally... Yeah, no, I, I think so. I, I really enjoy making YouTube videos. I love it. And I love collaborating with other YouTubers. So yeah, I would say I enjoy Airsoft more, doing it with other YouTubers. So BC Airsoft UK asked about BB quality 
and the surface. Do I think that the surface makes a notice, noticeable difference to the BB flight path? Yes, it certainly does. You've got to have um, high quality uh, finish. One thing that's often one thing that's often put out there is people talk about golf balls and about how the little dimples in the golf ball help them fly better. That may well be true, but with a an airsoft BB, it's way too small to have that kind of. Um, surface on them and you just got to make sure you use as high quality BBs as possible especially when sniping of interest it's worth no it's worth saying that when bef like it's only really in the last three or four years that we've had really heavy white BBs maybe it's five years now um, four or five years now when they first came out it was a company called BB King and they brought out some 0.45 heavyweight white BBs and they were rough. They were almost like grit, really rough surface, but they, I still believe they flew as well as anything I've used, even though they had a really rough surface. The problem with them was those BB Kings, we nicknamed them barrel blockers. BB stood for barrel blocker because they swelled up and they were only around for maybe six months or so and they stopped making them. So does the BB surface make a difference? Yes, yes it does, but remembering back to those rough BB Kings, those things did fly brilliantly. So I'm not a physicist, but I, I think it's fair to say that higher quality BBs are, are going to uh, do you better than the lower quality ones. Um, Herman asks about MK23 carbines with 400 plus FPS. Have I ever tried them? I did try them years ago when 3D printing first came about and I've actually I think I've got some pictures of them kicking around somewhere. I might post it on my story to, to show people. Um, now it works. People do like them. They do work. The problem is I don't think you get a huge extra range and you have the problem of having a minimum engagement distance like a sniper. Now, I think it's a good way, a good cheap way of getting into DMR play, but I personally prefer just a normal Mark 23 pistol, which when they're properly set up can, can reach 60, 70 meters, sometimes 80 meters plus even at one jewel with really heavy BBs. They really can fire that far. Now, they do fire slowly. The BBs fly slowly, but you can get range. And I prefer using iron sights and a pistol that I can use, and it's more maneuverable. So I have tried it. I'm not a great fan, to be honest, but I know some people do like them. Reb the Airsofter has a cool question. The best memories from Airsoft could be anything. And when am I coming to the US? Rep the Airsofter, that's a big question, mate. The, the best memories. I've had so many in the last couple of years, but I think perhaps going back, I think my best memories of Airsofter way years before I started using cameras, and it would have been at events run by a company called FCS Airsoft, Firefight Combat Simulations. And they did events at cool places. There was a, an old hospital thing in, near Chelmsford in Essex, there was a um, they they got F they got the uh, Bentwater RAF base. We had an old Victorian hospital uh, or hotel, um, and they ran some brilliant events. And we all used cool guns as well. We're using gas blowback pistols, uh, SMGs, like crazy shotguns, and people just had a good laugh there. And it was high quality play. I really miss those. And there was never. The, the, the standard of play was always high, the missions were well thought out, it was played at cool locations. And I remember the first time I came across Adriano 
who uh, RDX Tactical was a, a, a FCS event, and I was a ghillie, I was using a ghillie sniper, and I remember I at Bentwater Air Force Base, I, I set up my ghillie suit and sniper rifle silhouetted on top of a mound, and Adriano and a couple of the other enemy teams were moving in on my ghillie suit set up to look like me and they were moving in all tactical and they were starting laying fire down onto my ghillie suit and sniper while at the same time I was sneaking around in the dead ground with my MK23 and they were hurling abuse at my suit about not taking hits which of course they were shooting it and while they were hurling abuse at me for not taking my hit I came around the corner and killed them all with the Mark 23 and I think that was probably that's one of my great memories just thinking back at those FCS events they, but they were all, all so good those FCS events and I would love it if somehow Andy would start them up again because they were very very cool and we had some cool fields um, last question I think before I'm going to call an end to this podcast is from Ropey who asked the downside of the SRS. The downside of the SRS for me is its design, is the ballpup design and it's quite heavy especially at the rear which means it's not perfectly balanced for me. Although it's compact I don't like the ballpup design, I don't like the way the magazines work. Um, I much prefer a classic M40 style rifle. Guys, I'm going to shoot off now. Thank you very much for joining me for this podcast. It's a, and it's great to be back. It's great to be doing them again. I'm going to try and do them more regularly. I'll try and get some guests on, and I'm going to probably try and do one of these maybe at least once a month, maybe every other week. And yep, thanks for joining, guys, and I will catch you next time.